Thanks for tuning in to McNamara on Money, a podcast about all things financial. On this show, we talk about investments and investment performance. In our practice, we give financial advice to our clients. We know their financial situation in detail before doing so. That's not the case with callers we may speak to on this show. We can't give truly meaningful financial advice because we don't know the detailed financial situation of the caller. Any suggestions we make to callers are generic in nature and meant to steer a caller in the right direction. Listeners to this podcast should consult their own financial professionals before implementing any suggestions we might make. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. And welcome back to McNamara on Money. My name is Justin McNamara alongside Alyssa McNamara-Reed, and we are talking annuities for income. That's what we're going to call our show today. Only 28 minutes left, Alyssa. We're still getting used to our new one-hour time slot here, and so we're going to have to make sure that we we plow through all the stuff that we have on this outline here. So we started off with a big, broad explanation of annuities. I think I want to spend a lot, and I know you in particular, Alyssa, want to spend some time on living benefits. And I think we'll probably do that because that's the part of the market that I guess we'll say is most popular, right? You could, we could put a negative spin on it and say that's maybe oversold. Anytime something is like the new and evolving part of an industry is often, I think maybe, maybe a little bit hyped up, a little bit oversold and maybe a little, little complicated. So we can put that negative spin on it. We could also put the positive spin on it and say, all right, there's, these are innovations. And as long as you understand them and as long as they work for your particular situation, they certainly can have their value. Again, I can get critical of annuities, we I think we would both say that they certainly have their place. And as long as you are as long as you're purchasing them with the understanding of what they are, what they're going to do for you and how they work for your situation, obviously perfectly fine. We just want to help. I think this show is to help people along that path with knowing what they bought. Yeah. I think innovation Yeah, it works for me. I do think innovation is a good word for that. I actually, I I did an annuity show. This has got to be two, three years ago. I don't know if you were on the show with me, but we did an annuity show where, and I think I called it evil brilliance. Like I I do get frustrated with annuities, but whoever designed these income benefits is absolutely brilliant because they're just, they sound so great (laughs) and they're great and they can be great for the investor, I think they're great for the insurance companies. They market very well. Um, and I think they're marketed in such a way that people don't really know. You and I would dig into it. Any investment professional would, but the, the average, the people purchasing it wouldn't know to ask XYZ question to understand it a little better. They're yep. just, anyway, I do think that they're brilliant. And I think innovation is a great wor- word. One of the reasons I get frustrated with annuities like this is because you mentioned like they're, they are marketed well, they're perhaps oversold. I think there's something that people purchase because they sound great. And maybe yep. then they start questioning it after purchase. And the thing is with a product like this, an annuity like this is they're, if you change your mind, you have to probably wait seven to 10 years to do something different at which point, yeah. they, they, at, at which point you wouldn't. Mm-hmm. And for a lot of, for some reasons that maybe we'll get into, but, and again, it comes back to these are brilliantly designed because of the surrender fees and the surrender penalties for someone to change their mind in a product like this. That's what really, that's one of the things that really frustrates me about it because in our world, if we invest someone in a portfolio and maybe they come back in a year and be like, I didn't really understand that. Maybe that's not a good fit for me. We can just make a change. Right. Most of the time it's that simple. Yeah. It's definitely the fees to make a change are 
not even close to on the same level for an annuity product. So anyway, some of my frustrations. Right. And even if your portfolio is down in value, you probably don't have to, seven to 10 years is probably on the very right. long end right. for, for right. waiting until you get your your initial investment again. Again, yeah. not guaranteed. Was in, in the midst of my show prep, I was listening to, I just clicked on a video about, and it was a couple of, a couple of guys chatting about annuities. If you're putting together an income plan and their sort of response to the, to the surrender penalties and the lockups was, look, if you're putting together an income Income plan and you understand that income plan, you're probably not going to need to change it, right? As long as you, as long as what you have done was appropriate for you, then, and again, which I would, I think I would agree with that, that you probably don't need or want to change it. Oh, hey, this annuity that I think works for me. I have this set of guarantees. I might have some appreciation potential, which I think we're probably going to talk about here in a minute. Then it's perfectly fine. If it was the right thing for you, it's not that big of a deal to change because to not be able to change it because you don't want to. I think when, and again, where we come into this most often is when someone thinks they may have made a mistake Yeah, and yeah. then it gets a little complicated. Yeah. Um, right. I wanted to do my best to explain these income benefits. I have had the, I guess I'll say opportunity to dig into some of these contracts over the last positive spin on it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's like a problem I want to solve and I can like really yep. get into it and understand it. And I've had several situations where clients come into me and say, Hey, I have this annuity and they might have questions about it, or they might want to think they might think they want to do something different or get out of it. Or sometimes we're just trying to understand it. What are, what's it going to provide you at a certain period in time? And you'll, you might hear these called guaranteed Guaranteed income riders, riders just determine the insurance world for a bell and whistle or an add-on yeah. contract, guaranteed minimum income benefits, guaranteed income riders. I just talked to another insurance company this week that called it something totally different. And I'm forgetting, I'm forgetting the term. Actually, I might have pulled it up on my screen a moment ago. It was like, really? the, it was a flex choice access. It was just totally different. Uh... Same exact thing. It was just, <laughs> anyway, it's called a living benefit. So other, not a death benefit, which some annuity contracts have. There's a the right. type of that might go to you upon a survivor upon death. But while you're living, there are some benefits. Um, so yeah. again, so death benefits know, used to be very common with annuities. I think they're probably still somewhat common, but it's certainly not where the. I don't think yeah. it's. I don't think it's sold very heavily anymore. Yeah. Okay. Dis- disclosure disclaimer. I don't sell these products myself, but I've talked to several different insurance company representatives to try to understand these guaranteed income benefits. Some of the specifics are a little bit different across the companies and even within a company across the different contracts and the different riders. But I'm going to just kind of like blanket how these things work. If someone has one of these and call the insurance company or call the representative that sold it to you to really understand exactly how your contract works. So these are somewhat generic statements, but I think they'll apply to a lot of different annuity benefit, variable annuity with these income riders. So the way, I think the best way to explain it, I found is we have, let's talk about an account value. So we have a chunk of money, right? And let's say we have a hundred thousand dollars and we want to fund a variable annuity with a guaranteed income benefit or one of these income riders. So within these contracts, you will have what's called a market value or an account value. And that's what most people understand, right? That And in the traditional (laughs) investment world, it's just, it's a value. It's what is it worth to you? We're going to factor out surrender fees and penalties for a moment, but just, so it's just like what it's actually worth. You fund it with a chunk of money and it can go up or down with investment performance. And it's what it's actually worth. If you were to sell, get out of it, take the money back again, could be surrender penalties associated, but 
that would be somewhere else on your statement. So that's easy to understand. So we're going to think about a spreadsheet with two columns. And the first column is going to be the value. And as we go down the column, that can change over time. It can increase or decrease with market performance of your underlying investments or your portfolio within the contract. Okay. Yeah. Then we have, we're going to have a second column and we're going to call this because the insurance companies generally call this the benefit base. So no, first of all, note that the term benefit base doesn't have the word value in it because it doesn't have any real world value. Okay. I've struggled with what to call this. It's like, honestly, it's, it's like a hypothetical amount of money that they calculate something from later. Okay. So it's like an accounting figure for the insurance company. Yeah. Okay. I like that. It's an accounting figure. It's not, (laughs) but very important to note that it doesn't have the word value in it because you can't call them and say, I want this amount of money because I see it on my statement. The the benefit base has no real world that tangible value. Like you can't sell it and take the money from them. Okay. So the benefit base. So when you're, you might have, you might hear people say, oh, I like heard about this annuity and it guarantees me six or 7%. And so in this type of a contract, what they're doing is they're saying, okay, you're going to have your real market value and we're going to pick some investments for you, help you pick your investments. And that's going to go up or down with markets. And then you're going to have your base, your benefit base. And we're going to guarantee you 6% on that, for example. And that's not out of the realm of a guarantee, five or 6%. Sure. So what they do is they guarantee that your benefit base is going to go up by, for example, 6% per year. So every year that goes up on your like contract anniversary, every year that goes up by 6% compounding. Excuse me. Okay. So over time, so then 5, 10, 15 years down the road. Right. And uh, there, it may not be forever. It may be for 10 years, right? It, yes. it could be limited just in that will be yes. contract to contract. That will depend. Good point. Yep. And I seem to, there's some similarity in when I recently dug into these that maybe that growth, that guaranteed growth of your benefit base stops around age 70, maybe 75, something like that. But that's pretty common, I think. Yeah. Fair point doesn't go up indefinitely. And really important for people to know when that date is, (laughs) because that can trigger some think about doing X, Y, Z in the contract. So over time, so if we have those two columns, right, one column is going up by a guaranteed 6%, for example, and the other column could be going up more or less, depending on what the markets do and what the underlying investments do. Okay. Yep. So if you fast forward, I don't know, five or 10 or 15 years, those numbers could be pretty different. If markets were really strong over a period of time, your market value, your actual money could be higher than your benefit base if your securities or your underlying investments did really well. So let's caveat that though. Right. If so, first of all, we sort of preface this by saying annuities are pretty expensive and not out of the realm of reality for a contract like this with a guaranteed income benefit to cost three and a quarter to three and a half percent per year. I've seen some similarities across companies in that regard. Hold that thought. We'll be right back with more on today's topic, annuities. When it comes to securing your financial future, trust matters. That's why McNamara Financial, a family owned company, is here for you. As a family-owned company, we understand the importance of your financial well-being. That's why our team of expert financial advisors is committed to your success. At McNamara Financial, we take your trust seriously. That's why all our financial advisors are fiduciaries and certified financial planners. 
putting your best interests first. With our team of dedicated professionals, you can rest assured that you're receiving top-notch expertise tailored to your unique goals. Don't leave your financial future to chance. Trust McNamara Financial, where family values meet financial expertise. Visit our website or call us to schedule a consultation today. McNamara Financial, securing your financial future, one step at a time. And we're back with more about today's topic, annuities. Yeah, and just to be clear, are you pointing out, right, so there are, there's some like standard annuity costs, right? Like it might be a mortality and expense charge. Then you have potentially investment, underlying investment costs, right? So if you're invested in a large cap core mutual fund, that'll have an underlying cost. And then on top of that, you are adding a number of other riders, right? So income benefit, I want this one and this one. And now all of a sudden you're up to, you're up in that three, the three, the whatever, the two or 3% is not necessarily just for the income benefit rider. It's an, you're talking about an accumulated set of right. fees. Yeah, it seems like Which is, mortal- I mean, that's, yeah. mortality at expense seems, I don't know, is it somewhat standard at a percent and a quarter or something like that? Underlying investment fees, yep. it, a percent, something like that on average. Yeah, and, ballparks, those are good, yeah. And then these income rider fees, I've seen like in the range of a percent to a percent and a half. So pretty yeah. easily can get to between three and three and a half percent cost for the contract. Okay. Yep. And let's contrast that with a traditional investment, which I guess it depends on if you're working with an advisor, if there's an advisory fee, and then underlying investment fees could be in the range of could be as low as a tenth of a percent if you're doing it your own and getting some yep. inexpensive investments. Could be upwards of percent and a half. Guess guess could be upwards of two percent. I think that would yeah, be pretty sure. high if you were working with an advisor and then there were some underlying investment fees. But I would say, is a percent and a half pretty fair? Percent to a percent and a half for a traditional investment? What would you? Use? I would say that's pretty fair. Yeah. Again, okay. it, just to be clear, huge ranges on all of these, right? So yeah. on the annuity side, yeah. for the cost of the riders, there's a range that you can get strong rider that's really really has a lot of guarantees and guarantees you higher accumulation rates, and that may be more expensive. Whereas there may also be riders that are less expensive, right? Oh, this rider costs a half a percent because it's only guaranteeing you X Y Z, and we're relying more on the investment performance. So again, and, yeah. and same with advisors, right? So you can go do it yourself and buy index funds and you're very inexpensive, you could work with an advisor who's using more complex investment strategies. Maybe it's more expensive. Yeah, Yes, big ranges, but on certainly on average, I'd say yeah, it's you're adding up those costs when you're on the annuity side because there's yeah. just a, there ends up being a lot of them. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So if we come back to our two columns, right? So it, with the first column being the actual value that can go up or down with market performance and the second column be the guaranteed six percent per year for the benefit base, how those numbers compare in the future depends on markets, market performance minus fees. So what I sometimes see is at a point in time, after someone's had the contract for eight or 10 or 12, whatever, years, long time, wouldn't be unreasonable to see the benefit base, which is that guaranteed amount, but doesn't have a value higher than market value. Yeah. Right? So think about what has to happen for the investment securities to beat that guaranteed 6%. They have to earn 9.5%. Right. Minus the fees to equal right. what's guaranteed, right? So again, I think these are s- s- structured in a way. And then people <laughs> will be like, 
oh, that's so great. My benefit base is higher. That guaranteed it's higher than the value. It did better than the value. So again, I come back to these are brilliant because they're structured in such a way, high fees. So it would be very hard for the client's money, the actual money to beat what the insurance company is guaranteeing. Right. But part of the reason is because of the cost of the contract. Whereas if in yeah. a traditional investment for you to earn 6% minus a percent and a half, your portfolio has to earn what? Seven, seven and a half to, to equal that. Do you know what I mean? So like yeah. I, part of my frustration is they're, they're just, they're structured in such a way that, <laughs> that they're, that they like impress the client, they impress the purchaser just because of the way that they're structured. But it's, but in that example, it's because of the fees for it. And, right. and necessarily because it's like a better product than someone, you know, just doing that, making that investment on their own. It depends on right. what markets do. Depends on what markets do. Yeah, I think the, the, the psychology, both at purchase and then at, let's call it a reconsider time yep. Yep. is, yep. and again, so if you're looking at a statement that says, oh, uh, my my annuity value is $135,000, but my benefit base is one hundred and fifty. The psychology works uh, yeah. uh, on you there as well. It's, I'm not going to surrender. I'm not going to take right. my 135 because I, yeah. if I leave it here, I have 150. And so you're, it's very much working for as an asset retention vehicle for the annuity company. So A hundred percent. And we talked about before we started this that yeah. they're structured with early on, the surrender fees are so high that nobody gets out of it early on. And then right. after a period of time, exactly what you said, your actual value is probably not going to be as much as the value to leave it there. But I shouldn't, I'm sorry, I shouldn't say value, the benefit base. And so right. you're going to be more attracted to leave it there. A hundred percent. And again, I come back to these are brilliantly designed. They're not <laughs> necessarily the best product for people, but they're brilliantly designed. To go one step further on these, we're going to run out of time because I'm going to just keep going on tangents. But like, <laughs> we have they, nine whole minutes left. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. So that's like how the one of the structures within these living benefit variable annuity products. What they what the living benefit really provides is an income. I will say the term for life, but we have to asterisk that because the amount of the income can change. So it's not a guaranteed amount for life. Not okay. under all contracts anyway. Maybe there's one out there where it is. It's a guaranteed, I believe, again, blanket yep. statement, but somewhat of a guaranteed income for life, not necessarily of a fixed amount though, okay? So what I've seen, again, across several contracts of several different companies is that, so again, that benefit base, which is that hypothetical yep. accounting number, that's what the insurance company will use to calculate how much money you can take from the contract at a point in time. And and there's different like different ages and there's like bands of ages where at certain ages you can take this percent from the benefit base and at yeah. an older age you can take a higher percent of like let's use the range of what I've seen four to six percent. So if you're on the younger side, 60, maybe it's four percent, I don't know, 65 to 70, 75, maybe it's five percent. And then older than that, maybe you can take out six percent of the benefit base. So they're using that accounting figure, great term, thank you, to calculate how much you can draw from the contract. So they're not they're not using your value. Okay. So it's okay, 
70 and you want to take some income, we're going to use this benefit base. Remember that was increasing by 6% guaranteed. And then we're going to send you money and we're going to send you money for life. Okay. Asterisk, asterisk. So what happens is, (laughs) again, I think on maybe not all, (laughs) but several of these that I've analyzed is that, okay, so they start sending you money from your contract, the calculated based on your benefit base. And people are like, it's a bigger amount of money that would be calculated then off my market value, because we talked about your market value is just set up to underperform the benefit base. Yep. Um, so people are, again, thrilled about that psychology. Great. So then what happens is when, if you start taking income dollar for dollar, it reduces your market value. So remember, there is an actual value to the contract. Might not be the most exciting number on your statement, but there is an actual value. And when you start to take income from this rider, your quote guaranteed income, it's going to say you take $40,000 a year from it. It's going to dollar for dollar reduce, just like a regular investment, the amount of your market value. And your market value is also going to change with investment performance. So if we have great year in the market, even if you take out $40,000 from the contract, maybe you didn't see a reduction or maybe it's an awful year in the market. So it's just kind of a regular investment account. Yep. Make money out and the market value goes down. So what happens is they, the amount, so they send you this guaranteed income, but it, the amount that they send you only stays stable or fixed amount until your market value like gets really small or goes to zero or gets to the point where it can't support that money and the income anymore. So yep. that's the reg and that right there is like a regular investment account. <laughs> you can only take money from it yeah. as long as there's money there for you to take out. And then at which point in time, they might still send you income, but it could be a lower amount. So yes, I. It, that's why I said, yes, there's income for life generally from these income benefit riders, but not necessarily of the same of the amount that you start with. It can be adjusted down from what I understand later. So what happens is if you're taking... of your, so let's think about this. Let's say someone waits till, for example, 70 and the insurance company says you can take 6% of your benefit base from this contract until some point in time and then you can't anymore. So remember, we already talked about your benefit (laughs) base is probably higher than your market value. Very likely, yeah. Yep. Let's take a hundred thousand dollars is in is this benefit base, and you could take six thousand dollars a year from it, and then but your market value is probably lower. It's because it's structured that way, so it's probably eighty or eighty five thousand. So yeah. so they start sending you this six thousand dollars a year, and it's shrinking that eighty. For example, your market value that eighty eighty five thousand by that six percent, also by the three more than 3% fees. So that market value is going to be shrinking real quick. Oh. And, and so what happens is they're only going to send you this guaranteed amount, this yay, 6%, we're guaranteeing 6%. But if you dig into the details, they're probably only guaranteeing it until your actual market value can, can't support it anymore. And so if you're shrinking your actual market value by 10% per year, for example, which is in the range of... Of, yeah. uh, of a, an accurate percentage. Yes, even if we have good years in the markets, 
you're going to see shrinkage probably pretty quickly on that market value. And then what happens is the insurance company can recalculate. Yes, we'll continue sending you income for your life. But it goes into what they call, it goes into like annuitization and the amount can shrink. So I just come back to, and you and I know in a traditional investment account, okay, we could send someone 6% 6% per year from their portfolio as well. And the insurance right. companies can market more guaranteeing it. But are you really, if you can change the amount later, it's not unlike an investment professional being like, sure, you can take up 6% per year and kind of here, it might change later because we don't know if it can support it. So it's in our world, we can't be like, we're going to guarantee this, but it's because we can't, of course, but it's just, and then you come back to what if this chunk of money was outside of this high cost annuity, what would the market value have been? And could it have supported that $6,000 in our example for longer than the insurance company could support it? You know what I mean? So it's just, so anyway, these are really complicated. And did I, do you think I explained that? Okay. We don't have much time to. (laughs) I think they got, I think, yeah, they got the point. I think one of the things that I would just suggest to folks is when you're looking at a product like this, um, one that has a built-in level of complexity, just ask what kind of the worst case scenario is. If I just looked up, yeah. so you, you can do a, a simple kind of a, what's called a longevity annuity. It's just a fixed annuity and you put the money in and at some point in the future, you'll get an income stream. So like pre-funding a pension, like you mentioned earlier in the show, right? A 55, I just did 55-year-old male. You put $100,000 in, in, into this annuity and at age 65, you can get from some insurance company out there right now, you can get $12,600. $97 per year for the rest of your life guaranteed. So that's like a, or this is the baseline of, I'm just going to get a very simple contract. I put some money in, I get a fixed, I get a fixed guaranteed income stream at some point later on down the road. And then I would, I would just try to find a baseline for comparison yeah. on, all right, well, if I buy this annuity with my hundred thousand dollars, which is a similar, kind of a similar structure. A lot of times they're purchased in the age 50 range. And they yeah. say you, ha- you can have income if you leave it here for 10 years, you have income starting later, et cetera, et cetera. I think that's a kind of a good baseline for comparison on what's the worst case, because I've just, I think the worst case is probably going to be fairly regularly what you get in these annuities just because yeah. of the fees associated. But anyways, yeah. we got to wrap it up here. Um, ask about, yeah, what are, yeah, ask about fees. All Just be like, what are the fees all in? That's what people ask. Yeah. And what's, yeah, and what's my, my worst case? Yeah. Anyways, yeah, we got to roll. Uh, thank you for listening. McNamara on Money. My name is Justin McNamara alongside Alyssa McNamara-Reed. Check us out on the web, McNamaraFinancial.com or McNamaraOfTheMerrimack.com. And we will talk to you next week. Have a good weekend, everybody. Take care. Bye-bye.